How are you affected when God has not answered your prayer? Or you believe God has told you no, or God has fallen silent. This is Friday, March 3rd. And from where I sit as a pastor, I see God answer prayers on a regular basis, and sometimes in extraordinary ways. Some answers are quite amazing. But I also hear about many unanswered prayers, and some seem baffling, especially when we've been praying for something we know God would want. God desires injustice to be stopped. God wants violence to cease. God wants the vulnerable to be protected. So what do we say when it seems as if God hasn't answered? Here's the Apostle Paul explaining the way God works in the world. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. That's a well-known verse, Romans 8.28. One we race to when something bad has happened. We remind ourselves, well, God is working. But when we don't see God working, we wonder if he loves us, if we have been called according to his purpose. If we apply these words to us. Now, prayer is a tricky thing because we're speaking with the living God. He sees things we don't, and as purposes, we would have a very hard time understanding. We fix our eyes on what we believe is good, but do we know? Then we expect God to do as we wish, because as we see it, well, that is good. But God doesn't work that way. He pursues a good for us that may come through disappointment or even loss. He is determined to love us, that's for sure. But there are times when we do not see what he is doing as loving at all. And add to this, we're living in a broken world. And while God has begun to remake our world, well, he hasn't finished this work yet. You know, many of Paul's letters he actually wrote from prison. He was arrested for sharing the good news about Jesus. At one point, those who that opposed him hired a hit squad to have him killed. On another occasion, Paul survived a frightening shipwreck. Each step of the way, even this painful way, he knew the presence and the love of his Father God. Later in this chapter, Paul says this, What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own Son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? This is Romans 8, verse 31 to 32. Now, did you hear his reasoning? There may be times when I feel God is not answering my prayers. God has not provided the thing that I seek from him. But then I consider, if God was willing to give up his son Jesus to save me, if God did not withhold his only son from me, then why would he withhold anything else? He's already redeemed me and loved me. Why would he not be for my good? You see, he could give no greater gift than he already has. So Paul says he, we know he will not withhold anything from us. He's loved us to the uttermost. What we bring to him in prayer, well, they're small things indeed in comparison to the great love with which he has loved us in Christ. 
What this means is that all our perceptions of God and the way he hears and responds to our prayers passes through the filter of what Jesus did for us at the cross. Now, of course, he will work in all things for your good. Of course, he loves you. Of course, he has placed you in his purposes. Our part is simply to keep coming to him, to keep enjoying God and seeking his face. God is determined to bring about your good and his glory. So we don't have to convince him to do that. We only must learn to trust in his love. And seeing the cross of Jesus helps us to do that. We looked last week at the truth that prayer is trust. And it is trusting that there is a God. Trusting that he has power over all things. And trusting that he is for me. And I am his child. Let's pray. Faithful and ever-loving Father, we can become so afraid and anxious. Help us to find peace and rest in your loving kindness. In the name of Jesus, we pray. 